Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always... We got Adam. How's it going, Adam? Doing pretty well. Uh, trying waking up with some mud water instead of my normal coffee. So that's interesting. And by yeah. the way, mud water, if you want to sponsor this podcast, that'd be that'd be most welcome. Yeah, I was but, gonna uh, say we're we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> we're not. No, I'm just. No, it's not as great as I think it was hyped up to be. I'll say it because we're not sponsored, so. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that something called mud is not the most amazing thing you've ever had? I mean. Shock, shockingly not. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. They'd be like, hey, did you guys try this thing called dirt? Doesn't taste that great. Like, <laughs> that's a price. Oh, jeez. Also, uh, this is always a spark. That's going spark. I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, binging like everyone else. So much content is coming out. So much. So many great things. Yeah, it's it's a lot. You know, it was like, well, I got, I got, I got, I got the COVID. You know, I'm a, I can say it. And uh, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. I'm like, actually, this gives me all the time in the world to watch these things where normally I wouldn't have as much time. So, uh, sucks, yes, is it? secretly giving me all the time in the world to watch all these things uh yeah that too uh and then also with us as always is the amazing lee how's it going lee it's going i'm uh i'm surviving by by getting an iv drip of coffee straight into my veins fair oh so, fair, yeah fair. normally i would say something for for something that would review but i'll be honest i i can't think of anything yeah yeah the Sometimes, sometimes you just try and you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I'm pulling up blanks. Yeah, I'm like, what? What can I? I was like, I haven't seen any of the movies that we're reviewing, and, and Obi Wan. I'm like, I, I can't really think of anything from that. So, because that show is just sad. It's just sad, sad show. I mean, it's just it's a depressing show. So it's it's a good show. We'll get to that in a bit, but yeah, maybe not the feel good show of the year. Okay, well. Uh, let's get into the news. Thor, Love and Thunder. We got a new trailer for that. And, uh, they showed off Gord the God Butcher. They showed off some more of the plot. Showed more of Jane. People were getting excited for this movie. Did anyone watch the trailer? Yes. 
on what you think, Lee. Are you are you, are you excited <laughs> to watch Love uh, and Thunder? It, it looks fine. Um, I don't know. I I it's kind of weird because like uh with Thor Ragnarok, I was like pumped up with that trailer. Um, and this one, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, it kind of looks like average MCU movie to me. And I mean, that's, that's not bad. I mean, it looks like it could be a lot of fun, but I mean, maybe it's cause I don't know who these characters are. Like, I don't know who the, the God killer guy is and I'm not super familiar with, uh, with lady Thor. Um, mm. but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be a good time. I'm just, I'm not super excited. That's all. Well, I know in the comics. It's uh yeah, Thor Lady Thor, she Thor. Uh yeah. It's Jane but then when she isn't Thor you realize that she has cancer. So I don't know if they're gonna do that storyline in the comic from the comics. Mm. Mm. Cause like when they take away the mantle she's got like no hair and all that and they're like, Oh my gosh. So Jeez. I, yeah, sad. <laughs> it puts a bit of a ticking time bomb on her character too, because it's like, well, you know, she's got this cancer, and, and I, I can't remember how it resolves itself in the comic if, like, she gets cured of her cancer or not, but, yeah, at least I know that was, like, a running plot point for a while, so who knows if they'll do that. Um, I was hope, I was thinking they were going to make, a, like, a tease of that, like, oh, she, things aren't going great for her or something, but, no. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trailer, trailer looked looked fine to me um i guess the thing is too is like it, this looks like almost like a road trip kind of movie i don't know i was getting that kind of vibes like just seems like they're going to different places and just running across different people like i don't know mm -hmm. what the plot of this movie is it, it the vibes i'm getting is almost akin to like yeah some kind of road trip movie which is fine i guess but yeah I'm trying to piece together the plot for the trailers and all that. I'm like, it seems like they're largely just kind of roaming around the universe or something like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And you said you were less impressed after you saw this trailer, right? Yeah, I think because this trailer it had more of the jokes in it, and none of the jokes really just landed for me. Or I don't know when they have like that rock guy talking about having a dad bod or whatever i'm like i don't know it just kind of takes me out of it it's like oh this is just like the memes to appeal to the kids you know like <laughs> maybe i'm just old and i don't know but i'm not that old so <laughs> yeah i thought i i don't know yeah less I, but i know that's taika waititi he does all you know a lot of humor and that kind of stuff and that's fine but I thought the villain looked cool, uh, the gore guy. Um, they had kind of all of his like, it was like a black and white kind of world he was in or something. Um, although his motivation was a little simplistic, where he's just like gods only care about themselves, so therefore I should I have to kill all the gods. Drain it's the like, swamp. Okay. Drain the swamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got mega, mega, yeah. mega vibes from Gore of the God Butcher. I wonder if that was intentional. They were like, yeah. Gonna have him do that. Yeah. Spark, did you watch the trailer at all? No, I, uh, I, I, I know what I know. 
Like I'm, I'm going to go see it. So I, I don't need that. Um, I did read up on Gore a little bit. Um, I'm interested to see how, if and how they'll show uh, his his family meeting their demise. Or it'll just be alluded to. Um, yeah, so that's all I'll, I'll say about that. Nice. All right. Well, this may be a surprise, but there's this big thing called Star Wars Celebration. That's where they dump all the Star Wars news, all the Star Wars news you want. Um, yeah, and uh, we got a lot of Star Wars stuff, so we're just gonna rattle through this here. Uh, and our showrunner confirms twelve episode season two plans, and how season two apparently will tie into Rogue One. So. Season one apparently won't lead into Rogue One that much, but season two apparently will lead more directly into Rogue One. And apparently, get ready for us, Alan Tudyk's K2SO is it could appear in season two. That Ooh. I know, bring him, bring him back that classic character. I know. Yeah. I mean, he was popular. Uh, was he? Yeah. I've tried to write everything out of my that out of my mind from that movie. It was just oh, uh, it's funny you say that because um, like if you look like online or like things like that, a lot of like fans, I guess, are like they're like, oh, that's the best or the only good Disney Star Wars movie. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in that camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They cast anybody else but what's her name in the lead role i would have been fine with that movie but oh uh, i yeah you know I, I liked her more than ray though that's just me oh wow that's a hot take that is a, yeah that's a little bit i got i got some opinions about the sequel trilogy but oh no it'll be for another podcast <laughs> <laughs> sequel cast 2022 there you go yeah, and then uh, they put out a trailer too. So they did. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like Star Wars at all. <laughs> uh, it it looks Western. like Rogue One. That's what it looks like. It looks like yeah. Rogue One. It's just interesting because I was watching it. And I'm like, you could not tell somebody this is Star Wars, and they probably would be like, "What is this?" Like, it it, it yeah, just doesn't really seem indicative too much of Star Wars. But yeah. You're right, though. It's eh? not on Tatooine. That no. is the important thing. <laughs> I'm tired of this stupid <laughs> desert set that they've been reusing for the past, like, five shows. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we got a whole galaxy, guys. <laughs> I just need to stay on Tatooine. We gotta go to the Outer Limits, guys. There's Outer Rim or whatever, because that's the only place we can go to. So. Um. I thought it's it kind of funny, though, that, like, when Rogue One was marketed, it, you know, it was kind of like, like this is where like the rebellion started, you know, like before all those other movies. And now mm. with the show, it's like, no, actually, this is where the rebellion first started, <laughs> like, even before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, they can't make up their mind. Yeah. I mean, will I watch this? Probably. I don't know. I'm not that enthusiastic about it though, just based off of the premise of all that because i didn't really care that much about cassian and or to be like i want this guy's backstory for two seasons worth of a show um i don't know i mean keep in mind i wasn't a big rogue one fan so i have that going against me but 
yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure some people will be excited for this and like the show more than me, but I was just watching this. I was just like, eh, eh, low on my list. Anyway. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's coming this year, apparently, so. Uh, yes. Well, I know the first season, I think they announced it for like later this uh, fall, I think. I'll have to take a look really quick. Yeah, that's what I was looking up just now. Release date. Hot research being done in real time. Uh, August 31st, 2022. Uh, That's pretty close. End of the summer. Yeah. That's the thing with these Disney Plus shows. They start marketing them so closely to when they come out. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like, here's your first trailer for Andor. By the way, it comes out in like two, three months, something like that. So, I do wonder if that... Not to say that's like too close, but like, I, I'm a little nervous as a Star Wars fan that they're going to follow kind of the MCU model of like releasing MCU show after MCU show mm. uh, with like no time to breathe. Yeah. Well... I think for this show, it could benefit more from, like, extended, like, marketing. Just because this isn't Obi-Wan. This isn't Darth Vader. This isn't Mm. uh, Boba Fett. This isn't, like, a name that draws, like, immediate, like, name value. Like, I don't know. The general audience could tell you who Cassian Andor is off the top of their heads, but... I, I think you're right. I have a feeling if they're serious about this show, they'll probably ramp up marketing after Obi-Wan. Yeah. Or Maybe. somehow tie this into it. Yeah. Or even if there's like, watch, there's like a prominent character that cameos. They'll be like, oh, this this show's going to have this person just to be like, oh, wow. You know, I don't know. I don't know who you could have to be. We have Mon Moth, my guys. <laughs> Come watch your show. <laughs> Anyways. Something that's probably way more exciting anyways is Ahsoka. Uh, that will feature the live-action depictions of Sabine Wren, Ezra Bridger, and Hira Sandola. So, that... I mean, it's pretty much live-action Rebels at this point, which I'm fucking on board with. That, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, Rebels is great. Uh, and where that show left off, it pretty much left off in a place where they were going to go find... Ezra, who mm-hmm. got lost along with Thrawn. So I'm guessing that's what the show will be featuring is that looking at for Ezra. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with this. This sounds very cool and exciting. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this is not Rebels per se, but I wonder if this could be like also a backdoor pilot for them, like making a live action Rebels sequel series, which again, I'd be down for. Lee, what yeah. Do you, what do you think? You're a big Star Wars nerd like me. Uh, no, I I definitely agree. Um, from it's kind of interesting you say like Rebels is great because like when that f- show first started, like it was not very well received. Yeah. Uh, at least amongst like older fans because it was very very like childish. I guess mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the right word for that, but um, yeah. So I I am excited to see uh kind of like the live action versions of this. I will say though that I'm not getting my hopes up um, for like a Thrawn appearance or like some like grand thing, mm-hmm. uh, just because 
I've been let down so many times now by Disney Plus. Uh, so, yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be decent at least, but I'm not expecting anything like mind blowing. Then mm, I'd have to go back and rewatch the Mandalorian season two episode where Ahsoka appears, but I thought they mentioned Thrawn. They kind of do, but I guess it's more like if he's there, it's going to be like, oh, cool. He's, he's like right there. Yeah. Like not this like, you know, epic, you know, he's got like all the Star Destroyers or something, you know, I'm, I have a I just have a bad feeling it's going to be like, oh, cool. He's, he's he just showed up. Mm. I'd be curious. They got him on a Skype call. <laughs> he's just cameos for one second that he dies. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Uh, of them like just okay he's here and now he's gone yeah well Soka will come soon enough uh, we're also getting Star Wars Skeleton Crew which is uh, John Watts's Star Wars series Juba has joined that series so huh. yeah he's kind of described it like as an Amblin-esque story about kids in the Star Wars universe so Apparently, Jude Law is the one that's looking after the kids. So, Okay, then. <laughs> it's Star Wars Stranger Things. It's right, kind then. of intriguing. I mean, I like Jude Law, but... Uh, yeah, I kind of want to know more about what the show is going to be about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean... When you say that it's like an Amblin-esque story with kids, and I'm like, okay, that's your way of like basically saying it's it's Stranger Things, which is fine. That's the big hot <laughs> thing right now, but I never would have assumed Star Wars would have caved into that, but here we are. I mean, it could still be all right, but how are you going to do nostalgia in Star Wars? You know, you can't have them be like, let's go watch The Thing, or... Wow, you guys go see Freddy versus Jason. I don't like that. That's not that nostalgic. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. It, it, it can't be nostalgic of the Star Wars universe, you know. Like, hey, remember when the Jedi Council was a thing? <laughs> All right. Uh, Tales from the Jedi is going to be releasing fall of 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's an animated anthology. Each story features Jedi from the prequel era. Uh, they showed off um, Count Dooku, Ahsoka, and also Qui-Gon Jinn. And Liam Neeson is returning to voice Qui-Gon Jinn. So, I mean, considering what Liam Neeson has been in recently, I imagine the bar for him coming back is pretty low. But, I mean, he was in that, that Ice Trucker movie. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canada <laughs> trucker movie. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think he's really that busy. He he can come back. So no, it seems interesting. It's kind of like fleshing out these characters a little bit more, and uh, you know, as much as people like to take big pot shots at the prequels, I mean, there are some decent characters there that they can work with. So you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm fine with this. I'd be curious who else they focus on. You know. I, I I like this idea better than kind of like giving every character their own show almost like you just have one show and kind of the odd episodes are like kind of about different characters. Um, so I'm yeah I think that's I think that's a good idea how to get more backstory uh, kind of more broadly across. Yeah. Um, and I also have a sneaking suspicion I think Liam Neeson 
has already returned. I think he's going to show up in Obi Wan. Um, wow. <laughs> if yeah. You know, those are, there was some. Um, they were hinting at him in the opening there of, of the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, and I'm like, watch, I think he's going to show up. If you watch the recap for Obi Wan, like it recaps like the movies and all that before. One of the things included in the recap is Yoda telling him how he can commune with Qui Gon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. I watched that recap not because I necessarily needed to, but I was kind of curious what they would include in it. And yeah, like that was, was a pretty pretty interesting inclusion because I'm like, oh, interesting. He put that in there. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I think you're right. I think we'll probably see Qui Gon before that too. I mean, it makes it makes more sense that they'd ask him to come back like for that project rather than like just for this animated one, right? Or maybe they asked him, you know, like, hey, thanks for doing Obi Wan. By the way, do you want to do the voice for Qui Gon in this other show or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Jin two. <sighs> <laughs> Speaking of Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor and Kathleen Kennedy are keen to make Obi-Wan Season 2 happen, which, hey, if the story's there, sure, but, I mean, there's only so much limited storytelling you can tell when it's like, yeah, Obi-Wan's supposed to be on the desert planet looking after Luke, but, I mean, if they can if they can keep the story interesting in Season 2, sure, I'm still... Like, we'll see how season one pans out. So I'm pretty optimistic mm-hmm. about it, but still, I'm like, eh. Don't need to, like, go make a second season when that's just garbage. You know, try to keep it contained, you know? Yeah, don't force it. Yeah. But... Uh, Madam Web adds Ghostbusters Afterlife and freaky actress Celeste O'Connor. So, Madam Web... <laughs> Growing out its cast, I don't know. <laughs> was that was that the mom in Ghostbusters? No, I think it or... was like it, it was like one of the teenage friends or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd remember. Yeah, it was no. the lead I liked her. If it was anybody else, I do not remember. Yeah, I I think it was like the semi girlfriend of the brother. So, cool. Uh, <laughs> on to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers not having a good week this week. They're just not firing on all the cylinders. Uh, Warner Brothers reportedly frustrated with J.J. Abrams' failure to deliver the DC property he's earmarked. Uh, yeah, that's... What does that mean? Uh, basically, he like promised that he was going to uh, work on some DC projects and he hasn't quite lived up to what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they keep promising all these movies are coming out and then canceling them. Yeah. And they have that big promo for 2022 with like all four movies. And now like, I think all those have been pushed to next year pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he's got to make uh, Lost 2, Lost Harder. Um, yeah, I'm not that surprised. J.J. Abrams seems like the kind of guy that he does things at his own pace. 
Like he's probably like, yeah, one sec, I'm gonna go grab Denny's and then I'm gonna work on this. Like, one sec. Um, yeah. So, uh, but the bigger thing was all this Aquaman two bullshit this week, which was pretty hilarious because it's just painting the movie in the worst possible light, and the movie's not even out yet. Uh, so obviously the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case is going on and because of that they're spoiling parts of the movie I won't reiterate the spoilers here but like basically they're going through some pretty substantial spoilers from the movie and it's just not good it's just it's awful um, but then uh, Walter Hamada had to come out because of all this, and he had to confess that they used quote unquote movie magic to make the chemistry between Jason Momoa and Patrick Wilson happen. <laughs> and that's scary me because, considering this is the studio that used CGI to remove um, Henry Cavill's mustache, I'm like, what? what kind of movie magic are you using? I don't trust you, Walter Hamada. He probably just means editing. Like, yeah. Oh, look, they're in the same room together. Like, yeah. Still, I'm a little like. Uh, I think the bigger thing is all the spoilers that are coming out from the from the trial, which I think is just hilarious. Because if you're in the studio right now, you're like, "What are you doing? You're spoiling the entire movie." So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate for the director and everyone just the movie ruined in this court case it's like ah yeah uh and then we got our first look at blue beetle and uh i don't even try to pronounce the the lead actor's name but he's in full costume and the costume looks pretty good i gotta say pretty impressed yeah very comic accurate I'm, I'm not a Blue Beetle fan, but he looks cool. Uh, you know, I'm mildly excited for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think he's a good actor, too, the kid from uh, from Cobra Kai. At least we I know he can punch a kick. Yeah. Got the basics. But yeah, like it looks very comics accurate. Looks looks perfectly fine. I'm sure they'll use CGI to like add some lights and other stuff to it. But I mean, even then, it'll be fine. It still looks pretty good. Uh, and then finally, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That's a mouthful. Got our first trailer for that, and looks pretty cool. I'm all I'm all on board yeah. with these Mission Impossible movies. So I um got into a discussion with a couple of buddies of mine. I don't I'm excited for Dead Right. It, I don't think they've made a bad Mission Impossible yet, which uh I mean, you know, I'm up for debating that, but I think a movie that's had six entries. I'm not saying they've all been good, but I'm saying none of them have been bad. And I, I think that's nuts to make six movies and them all mm. be at least mediocre. I mean, I even like the second one. The second one's probably like... Come on, Kurt. Come on. I was going to say, isn't that considered like the it weakest the of them? It's by far, Kurt, and you know it. <laughs> it came out when I was young, and I just... I was like, <laughs> like, when you... I don't know. That movie, it, 
it, it's not really a Mission Impossible movie. It's something else. It's weird. It's a John Woo movie. That's what it is. It's fantastic, though. <laughs> the Chi- the Chimera. The, uh... I get it. I liked Sandy Newton. I think that's her name. I always yeah. confuse her in, in the other uh, very skinny black woman that was famous at that time. But uh, <laughs> I had a big crush on her. I, like When I was a kid and I saw that movie, but even as a kid, I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> There's some, some real poor decision making happening in this movie. Oh man, uh, yeah, the, the that one, that one, that one's a pretty good one. They're all pretty good though. I mean, well, the newer ones are way better than Neil Post ones, even Mission Impossible too. What am I saying? But those those, those protocols dope. Yeah. That was like a yeah. Anyway, I don't want to break down, but the point is, I'm very excited. They haven't messed up yet. It's very difficult to say that for most series. Good for them. I mean, when you have Henry Cavill reloading his hands his arms you know it's a good oh yeah <laughs> that was a dope fight scene yeah yeah no looks good and yeah i mean tom's tom's as insane as, as he's ever been just jumping motorcycles off of cliffs and stuff like this and I'm like mm-hmm. you're like 59 years old what are you doing don't don't hurt yourself <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just I remembered something uh, dumb that I read the other day on uh, I think it was on Reddit Probably. about about it was making fun of kind of like the Tom Cruise the Top Gun thing. Uh, it was like you know Tom Cruise went into you know got to fly in an actual you know fighter jet. They're like, but they wouldn't let him touch the controls. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> anyway. Well, speaking of Tom, we're not done talking about him. We're going to come back into the stock here and review Top Gun Maverick along with Stranger Things. Hey, everybody. It's Curtis from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around. They've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up, and you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits, so sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. Okay, we're back. Uh, Check out our movie commentary for Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Our next one is the 90s classic Point Break. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That 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 movie. Um cool. Well, let's talk about Point Break. No, not Point Break. Um Top Gun Maverick. I mean, they're both action movies, so sort of counts. Uh yeah, Top Gun Maverick's in theaters now. You can check it out. Katie and I saw it in advance of the normies. Katie, what did you think of Top Gun Maverick? I really liked it. I thought it was um, a good... I don't know if they're going to do more. I assume not. So I think it's a good like, ending to the whole... Would you say universe? <laughs> yeah, but I think that it offers people a lot of closure. Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, I think when the movie started, I was like, are we watching the original movie? Because <laughs> it pretty much opens exactly like the original movie. And I'm like, I think we're watching the original movie. I don't think we're watching the new one. Somebody messed up. Uh, but yeah. I'm so I was surprised because I thought it was gonna be very heavy on nostalgia, especially after it like started off like that. But man, it it doesn't like it. If anything, it it's actually better than the first original film, which I guess is not really that hard to do. But uh, <laughs> like I don't know, because to think like when Cruz starred in Top Gun, like it was one of his first ever action movies. Um, mm-hmm. And so now, like, he's done all those Mission Impossible movies and other stuff. Like, he's got, like, all these years of experience under his belt. So now he goes back and he makes this movie that's, like, a sequel to one of his first ever action movies. But he's got all this experience, and I think it just made it even better of a film. Like, you could actually argue there's, like, this is closer, at least in tone and feel, to, like, a Mission Impossible movie than a Top Gun movie. I mean, there's even a sequence in this that feels a little bit more like a Mission Impossible movie than an actual Top Gun movie. But I say that as a good thing. It felt fun and exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is Tom Cruise just doing like a victory lap. Like he's basically like, I, 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 I'm having the time of my life. I'm doing the things that I want to do in a movie. And I think he just knows that when he does this kind of stuff, everyone else is going to show up and watch it and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, there was a lot about this movie that I, I really enjoyed. And there was really, I have no complaints about this movie. Like everything about it worked. It's like two hours and 17 minutes. So it's a bit on the longer side. I was a little worried about that, but it, it never felt slow or boring. Like everything about it felt like it was using that time wisely. So, I don't know. Uh, real question for you guys though okay do we have a shirtless volleyball scene uh <laughs> no there's a shirtless football scene though uh, that's <laughs> lame. and there's actually a reason for it too <laughs> even one of the characters are like why are you doing this this doesn't make any sense i mean he's like i gotta build a team here's your team so there's a reason. oh he was like you want a team here's your team or something yeah so there is a reason for the shirtless football. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not as homoerotic. I mean, you know, the way they play football, it was a little, it was, it was very interesting. Um, yeah. And even all the performances too were really great. I'm not normally a big Miles Teller fan. Um, I'm kind of hit or miss, mostly miss with him, but he was really great in this. Like, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. Even, um, uh, like, Glenn Powell, Hangman, he was really great in this, too. I've only seen him in a couple other things, but I'm kind of like, I want to see more of him. He was he was pretty good. I think it was also in Everybody Wants Some, which is also a great movie. So I think it was just a very well-paced movie. Um mm-hmm. Kurt and I, after coming out of the movie theater, we were like, we were engaged the whole time. And even though it was like, I guess you could say a slightly long movie, it didn't feel like that. Mm 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't feel at any point like you're bored. I wasn't checking my clock, my watch like I was normally with most of these movies. Most movies, I'm like, is it time for us to go? Like, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm done watching this dog movie. Um, but not, not the case with Top Gun Maverick. All right, Katie, what would you give the movie a score of? I'd say a nine. Okay. I don't know what would propel it to a ten, but it's a nine. So it's a nine with potential to be a ten. I don't know what could have been done better, but I feel in my heart it's a nine. <laughs> fair, fair. Sure, it was volleyball. That's that's what's missing. <laughs> no, what, <laughs> what we needed is the girlfriend from the first movie seeing Tom with his new girlfriend. <laughs> like, why Ooh. aren't you interested in me? He's like, because Jennifer Connelly's hotter. Um, oh, apparently she didn't. Uh, I can't remember the original actress's name. She didn't get invited at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like her and Tom were around the same age, but. Obviously, Tom Cruise, he, he's got some Illuminati-level anti-aging thing going, so. <laughs> um, oh, man, I have no complaints about this movie. If anything, it exceeded all of my expectations, so I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. I love this movie. Oh. This might be my favorite movie of the year, actually. I mean, it's really a toss-up between everything, everywhere, all at once in this movie. And honestly, That's it, they're They're both really great for different reasons i can't decide which is my favorite right now but i mean go watch both because they're both fantastic um yeah cool uh and then stranger things season four part one out on netflix you can watch it now and uh yeah it's, it's stranger things hell of a lot longer than it used to be uh i think the episodes before used to be like 45 minutes and now they're stretching it out to like an hour 15 hour and 30 for some of these episodes so they're getting a little bit longer um spark you've been watching some of it right yes how far along are you in stranger things uh episode three about halfway through i don't want to say anything too specific that they have found another body that's all i'll say uh you know i don't think that it kind of ruins anything without context but uh you know i they took too long and it's one of those things where i was like kind of hoping it was bad so i could be with some people who like don't wait so long in between but so far i love it and i'm pissed <laughs> you're pissed that you love it yeah dude i'm just like they took too long it's like the, the kids look weird now i mean they don't look weird they look like they're supposed to but it was just it's just such a jump from the last time that we saw them you would notice it if they were adults but uh like literally my only thing is that human beings grew the way they were supposed to and i, I wasn't prepared well, I think emotionally to see them i think the big one is will Will definitely looks like he's been through a second divorce already. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I mean, honestly, Mike is the one that threw me. To, it's his voice. Like, he's just such a man now. I'm like, who are you? Who told you to grow up? Yeah. Mike? Yeah. Uh, Caleb doesn't look that different. 
<laughs> like and uh, I forget Dusty, Dusty, Dustin. Yeah. He doesn't look that different either. Yeah, yeah. He but looks- Will and Mike to me. Yeah, that is one thing about this is they all look quite a bit older. Um, yeah, by the time the show's done, they'll all be reaching retirement age. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah, I've seen all of part one. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it takes a lot longer for them to go through storylines. Like, there's some storylines that really get stretched out. And I was like, I don't think we need all this time for the storyline. There's a few storylines like that where I'm like, you should have moved on from this by now. I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but like, yeah, there was a few storylines that I, I felt like just kept going on way too long. Um, yeah, I think that's probably my main complaint. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> uh, the performances are all good. <coughs> and uh, there's some cool reveals throughout the season that kind of like get you a little surprised um although hmm, uh, i don't think this is a spoiler but there's like no major death and i was a little surprised because stranger things they're always like let's kill off somebody who we're gonna kill off and there's a few times i thought this person's done for but they didn't really do that so i was a little surprised a little surprised they didn't decide to off somebody but uh i'll give yeah. strange things i'll give it this season i'll give it like eight out of ten i guess i'm docking off two points because yeah there's just some storylines that just went on way too long and i'm like i'm a little bit tired of the storyline like it just felt like they were just kind of spinning their wheels in place yeah i mean uh, again i'm I haven't seen a ton, but right now it's a strong nine for me. I will say I'm a bit thrown. I know that this is weird to say for a show that involves a, a, a shocking amount of murder and, and violence for the age and maturity of the titular characters. Uh, but it does, the their bullying in this one seems somewhat out of place because uh, we haven't really been given so far at least any motivation for this uh so i i don't i don't know if it's just like movie magic where like bad things are going to happen later so like we need to we need you not to care so much or to even be happy when it does but yeah it uh it it did this um which it's different because they had the source material but it's the same thing but they like just the way that some of these kids got treated was like so out of this world poor uh and it was because later they you know they were like don't worry about what we're about to do to these to these bullies you saw what they did uh so um we'll see i could be wrong it could be one of those dangling storylines that kurt mentioned or i could be very right we'll see yeah there there's just uh, there's like two or three storylines where i was like yeah this kind of dragged on a little bit too long and i think it was like coupled with the fact that the episodes were longer themselves so uh, and again it's not like the worst thing in the world but i was a little bit like huh okay and then finally is pistol which is coming to disney plus 
Uh, this is the Sex Pistols. Um, well, it's not a documentary. It's like a uh, like a non-fictional kind of show about the Sex Pistols. Uh, kind of like, <coughs> excuse me, COVIDs. Um, it kind of deals with like the formation of the band and like the introduce uh, the introduction of. Um, various band members and then of course the big infamous murder which everyone knows um and yeah i thought it was interesting i thought it was well done i think my main complaint about it is there's a lot of really oddly soft lighting and it just seemed a little bit weird at times of a style choice to be like putting on like almost like soap opera lighting in the show um yeah uh, yeah, I think in my letterbox review, I said this isn't Day of Our Lives, this is the Sex Pistols. So, I, I think like a different cinematography style would have worked, but pretty much everything else about this was good. Uh, it's on Hulu and Disney Plus outside of the US. Uh, I'd give it 8 out of 10. It was, it was pretty solid all around. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we're gonna talk about Obi-Wan at our movie club this week. All right, back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on, in fact. Why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? Alright, we're back. And, uh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi's. Because he's back. That rascal. <laughs> I, I gotta say the thing it's it, what is it hello there hello there um which he does not say no he doesn't they're gonna save that for like later on like it'll be the last episode <laughs> someone will be like uh are you obi-wan and be like hello there no no it's qui-gon's gonna show up and then he'll do it oh there we go 
so then we can all collectively uh you know go crazy yeah so they dropped episodes one and two at the same time so there's twice the the qui-gon for the price of one i don't know you get what i mean um (laughs) very strong first two episodes actually i was like very pleasantly surprised i'm like this feels a lot more coherent and adhesive of a show compared to Book of Boba Fett, which felt like a real hot mess most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a relief. Um, yeah, it's uh, mostly uh, Obi-Wan kind of dealing with his, with his self-imposed exile and him having to basically look after Luke. But then mm-hmm. something happens with Leia, and he has to go off-world to go take care of her. And along the way, there's some Sith Inquisitors, and those are some bad mofos. Uh, Lee, what did you think of Obi-Wan, at least the first couple episodes? Um, I Overall, I, I enjoyed them. Um... I am very, we were talking about this a little bit before. I am tired of seeing Tatooine and I get it. That's where he lives. Um, But I am, I am so tired (laughs) of seeing that. Um, But yeah, overall it's fine. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like kind of motivations and, um, and things like that. The, it's interesting you bring up the Inquisitors. I find them to be kind of, I don't know. I, I, incompetent. (laughs) Um, and I mean, I, maybe that's what they're going for, right? Like, I don't know. It's just, I'm just trying to, I, I don't, I guess I'm just, I'm not sure how to feel about, about these guys. Um, I mean, this show is definitely more gruesome than I thought it would be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Like the Reza or whatever her name is, like mm -hmm. she was like, you guys are not doing what it takes to get Kenobi. So I'm going to do things my way. And it works. I was like, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah. Very... So I, I don't know. Like, I think that was kind of the point was to kind of be like, well, she's kind of seen that they're not quite being serious about it. And she kind of mm-hmm. does her things her own way. And that kind of leads to that little rebellion within them. Yeah. Which... <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, I'm wondering if like, because it's been 10 years, you know, they've been hunting the Jedi and, and things like that. I wonder if they know that there's not many left and they're like, all right, we're just going to keep like, we're going to pad this out as long as we can. Uh, so we keep our jobs. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's why. And she's like the new hire. That's like, yeah, let's go get them. <laughs> like, no, honestly, it kind of feels like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause the part that it doesn't work for me too, with just with the inquisitors was where like, uh, oh, there was that part where the, I forget the actor's name, but he was kind of like a charlatan Jedi. Oh yeah, um, and then she she just straight up like reads his mind, and is able to like is just like okay, well why don't they just do that with everyone, like and they're just like mm. spinning around their lightsabers like torturing people like tell me where he is. It's like just just read his mind, dude. If you can do that, just read the guy's mind and then go find him. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that so, was kind of a weird power to have, like. I don't know. Like I, I know they introduced it in Force Awakens, but like to give anybody the ability to do that is kind of 
a little odd, but whatever. It's Star Wars. They make the rules up as they go. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I didn't mind the Inquisitors. I actually kind of liked them as villains. Uh, I did not like the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, mm. The actor that played him and his voice and all that just wasn't jiving with me. But uh, hey, I guess he's out for a while. Maybe... I don't know. I, question I, I don't think he is. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that's a a misdirect. Uh, I, I hope he's so dead. I, well, <laughs> I was follow, not a fan of him either, so I, I hope he's dead. If you follow like the canon of the storyline, like he's supposed to die in Rebels, so I don't. Like, yeah, I I don't think this would retcon that. So that's at least my logic behind it. It's like. I don't think he would just go and, like, retcon something from Rebels. So, I don't know. It, maybe they are, but... I, think I, they I don't think so. Yeah. Um, plus, uh, I, think, I like, do agree. Oh, oh sorry, sorry go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, like, considering that Jason Isaacs was the one that voiced him in the, in the cartoon, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no way that they can recapture that kind of energy. No. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, I read that the guy apparently just... Like, I'll do things my way, and I'm like, mm, you should probably have like seen what was done before because it just doesn't jive. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's <laughs> not gonna be something I have to worry about probably for a while, so um, yeah, just trying to think. Uh, what'd you guys think of the little girl Leia? Uh, perfectly fine. I honestly, I, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a child actor, so you're always gonna have like a not maybe like the best acting but overall as far as like playing like a bratty like kid perfect mm-hmm. yeah i thought she was charming pretty charming and, and mm-hmm. cute most of the time maybe a little too mature for her age in some scenes mm-hmm. like that one scene where she just like she just like takes down her cousin there it's like <laughs> you know, she's like i can see through you like you just want power and you're just You've yeah. never had an original thought, and I'm like, "Damn, girl!" Like, <laughs> like, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen some people complaining about the little chase in the woods uh, <laughs> scene that it's like a little too comical. Mm. Uh, but again, then again, I'm like, "They're chasing after a little kid. Like, they can, I don't know, scurry away." <laughs> yeah, I did. I was kind of wondering, like okay, we know Darth Vader is going to show up in this. And yes, they pretty much like first, I think there's only like six episodes of this and they're already mm-hmm. doing, and then they were finally like, here's your Darth Vader. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So uh, I, was, uh, I, I guess I'm a little disappointed by that. I thought we would have gotten slightly more Darth Vader, but oh well. Yeah, I, I kind of like, I felt there was a lot of teasing in these two episodes and a lot of kind of like setup. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, deliver the goods, you know, like, I want to see him light up that lightsaber. I want to yeah. see Darth Vader there. And it's like, I know all these things are coming, but he only really uses the force like Obi-Wan, I think like once in these first mm-hmm. two episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of taking his time to kind of become, I guess, a Jedi again. But hopefully that happens soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's something I kind of noticed. In I, I don't know if it's just maybe like intentional or not. It seemed like he's very, um, oh gosh, I guess it, it looks like he's like he's a lot thinner 
than like normally like he's like this idea of like every day he's doing the same you know weird mm-hmm. meatpacking job or whatever um like it's just taking the toll on him and i'm wondering if maybe like as the season goes he'll just kind of like kind of get back into like you know get back into shape using this crossfit By episode six he has a full six pack <laughs> 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 Do, doing some push-ups or something he'll use the force to like shape up a six-pack um yeah I, I saw some people too getting upset about him telling like that other jedi kid like t- to beat it um i don't mm. know it seems i don't know t- to me it seems logical he's kind of like like get away from me kid go hide yeah and then the did, dude didn't do it yeah so. i kind of like that because it it, it kind of got him to maybe realize like um you know kind of the error of his ways or you know mm-hmm. he's like the best thing to do is just hide and put your head down and whatever but it's like you know if you do that even still doing that this kid got killed you know so yeah also you know, like maybe you do need to kind of stand up or i was a little surprised that some of the stunt casting wasn't as obnoxious as i expected it to be like flea shows up as a character and I was like, I, I I didn't mind that as much as I thought I would. Uh, Kamel Nanjani, he shows up in this too. And I was like, oh. His character was probably a little bit more obnoxious, but. Yeah. I, I, I found it kind of kind of funny in a way. It's like this dude's scamming people by pretending to be a Jedi. Yeah, he beats that, like that was pretty one funny. of the best. Yeah. No, I, I, I liked his character too. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm. I'll go, oh, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm not as on board with his like his super quick like heel turn, of like, yeah, I'll help you out. You know, towards the end, like I'll put my life in line. I don't know. I was just kind of like, oh, why is he doing that? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. He seemed but whatever. By credit, so like I could see him just doing what he wants, just so he can make some money. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's gonna double cross him or something. Probably. Um, oh, and I guess I should say, like, Moses Ingram, she played Inquisitor Reva. I thought she was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really liked the actress playing the um, the Inquisitor there. Um, I'm kind of curious what her personal vendetta is with Obi-Wan. Um, I guess they're going to have to explain that. Well, or... I have a theory that it somehow ties into the Order of 66 or whatever, because they had that flashback at the beginning <laughs> which was actually an amazing opening i was mm-hmm. i was like wow this is yeah like we're getting right into it yeah um, not the best timing giving world <laughs> events but i was just gonna opening. bring that up <laughs> yeah. uh yeah that we, we were kind of talking about that i think uh, a couple days ago of um you know some some people pointed out i think it was on twitter or whatever those they're like it was especially a couple like uh, different content creators and stuff like that I follow that are parents that were like, you know, they were getting kind of upset about like, oh yeah, look, it's it's basically a school and uh, gunmen are coming in there, like oh oh god yeah that's probably not the greatest time to to do this at all. Yeah, yeah, you thought maybe they'd have some kind of warning or something, but yeah, I don't know. It, didn't Stranger Things do that? Like they put a warning in front of their show. Really? I don't remember there being one. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. First two episodes, solid. Uh, what would you guys give the, the episodes a score of? Uh, I'd probably go 8 out of 10 for both of them. Yeah. Hmm. I'm tempted to go a little bit higher. Like, I think maybe a 9. I thought they were pretty Wow. Sad. Yeah. Mm. I am enjoying this show so far. So. Uh, wow. I, I feel weird. I'm going to be the outlier a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with a 7 for episode 1 and an 8 for episode 2. Yeah, the first one was a little bit slower, but yeah, it's not so much that it was slow. I just, like I said, I'm tired. I'm tired of the, you, them reusing the sets. And the other thing, like I, like I said, is the tonally. I'm not sure where they're what they're trying to do with the Inquisitors. Mm. Um, but I love the uh, the new location, the the weird cyberpunk planet. Yeah, um, that was very cool. Like, I'm I'm glad we actually get to see something else. Like. Oh, and we also didn't talk about the, uh, the the homeless clown trooper. Oh, that was great. But she kind of like looked yeah, like I I, I wish they would do more of that. Yeah. Um, like they they kind of had that you know with Finn where it was he was kind of like an ex stormtrooper and then mm. they never really followed up on. I don't know the kind of implications of that, but I'm interested in like are there stormtroopers that just excommunicate or kind of just like veterans that weren't taken care of or like yeah and i think that's I like, like that kind of stuff yeah i think that's how it's supposed to be because i know um as much of a kid show it is bad batch kind of deals that a little bit of like okay we've we've transitioned over from away from clones like what do we do with these guys now hmm All right and then they're just kind of forgotten or yeah you know yeah. it's an allegory for real life <laughs> But it's good world building. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Alright. Cool. Well, episode 3 comes out this week, so check that out. <laughs> Speaking of part 3s for things, Friday the 13th, part 3 of Movie Club this week. Who was able to check that one out? For what now? For the movie club. Oh, you're talking about Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, well, we watched it as part of a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Commentary. Yeah. Yeah, we did a commentary on that uh, not too long ago. Yeah, so it's fresh in your mind. Anybody else sure. watch it? Kate, did you watch it? No. I did not. I, I, I was too immersed in the voice. Uh, all right. Well. Yeah, I also prioritized the boys, but I believe I did watch it with that commentary back. If that was, we we watched a few Friday the Thirteenth. So was it was it that one? No, no. Uh, this is the three D one. Okay. Oh, maybe okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, no movie club this week then. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, I mean, we can briefly describe it. It has uh has Jason. It has a lake, and uh, yeah. There's obviously some shots in this that were made for 3D that that nobody has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jason gets his mask in this one. 
turning, he does turning 40 this year yeah. yeah if if i remember correctly this is kind of the start of him becoming like the the undead uh killer like really like cementing that in the series yeah yeah because this is well yeah because he definitely dies in the second movie and then mm. well because yeah because the first one is his mom the second one is him yeah. Uh, but this is like really where we get that that start of the franchise of like, oh, okay, he's he's back from the dead, and then we destroyed him, and then he's back from the dead, and then we destroyed it. Like it's getting into that cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, too, like it's uh, it's got some really like weird pranks and jokes in it, but mm-hmm. I think it's part of his charm too. You've got like the biker gang and them like crashing into their bikes, and then they're like. God damn it! Like breaking yeah. up bikes. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Jasons go, where do you rank this one? Uh, like the actress playing Jason. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty up there. I do find that he's pretty menacing in this one, like, because mm-hmm. uh, there's the point in the movie where like he's uh, with the girl and. Uh, you know, she's like fighting him or whatever, and then she manages to hang him by a noose, and then he pulls himself up the noose and like shows his face to her because like yeah. they had an encounter before, and he's just like, "Fuck you, it's me," and it's like, ah, uh, he's such like a like troll. It's amazing. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I give it like a seven out of ten. It's not my favorite Bunny but I saw it was turning forty this year, so thought it'd be worth checking. Cool. Out. Yeah. Cool. Um Yeah. Spark, it's your movie club next week. What did, what did you want to choose? Um the Oh. No, not that. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the Lost City because it like just came out on Paramount, but like I feel like we talked about that pretty recently, uh, just like on the pod. So, um, how about give me one second and say something else? Let me double check and make sure this is available. Well, the Lost City is a pretty good movie. I would not be opposed to talking about that movie again. <laughs> I did also see that um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is also now on Paramount Plus so mm. yeah I don't Can think I have that the sweetest thing it looks like it's streaming places the sweetest thing yeah okay. Sonic Blair, Christina Applegate I think that's her last name interesting it's on uh, CTV here in Canada, I think. I feel like we did. Ooh, it is Christina Applegate. Look at me. I think we did that movie already. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember I love it so that. much. <laughs> it's worth it again. No, uh, you might be right. Um, no. Okay, well then let me get back to you okay. on that one. I mean, we All right, do then. The Lost City. I'm, I'm not opposed to rewatching that movie. And I don't think the rest of you all have seen it, so. Okay, well then, yeah, let's, I mean, it's on Paramount Plus for sure. I don't know if, I don't think it's anywhere else, so I don't know if you guys have access to that. Yeah. Okay, then. 
find a way. Because life, life finds open. a way. Yeah. Then the lost city it is, folks. All right. Yeah. Cool. All cool. right. Well, yeah, next week we'll have reviews of the boys, which we're all preparing for, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.